0: Welcome to the Vedic Mythology, Music, and Mantras podcast. I'm Ben Collins. This podcast takes an entertaining and informative look at some of the inspiring and humorous stories of India's Vedic tradition, followed by recordings of Vedic and other mantras being chanted by traditional Brahmin priests. Show notes and other materials can be found at puja.net, P-U-J-A dot N-E-T. Thanks for joining us. In our podcast this week, we're going to talk about Vishnu's weapon called Sudarshana Chakra. In the Vedic system, responsibility for creation is divided up between Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Brahma creates, Vishnu maintains, and Shiva destroys. So Vishnu's role is that of the maintainer, the protector, the preserver. And with that in mind, it's odd that he would actually need a weapon. If you look at a murti of Vishnu, you will see that he is usually depicted with four arms, two of which are held upright, one holding a conch shell and the other holding a discus. The other two hold a mace and a lotus. The conch, or shankha in Sanskrit, is symbolic of healing or medicine, and one of the forms of Vishnu is Dhanvantri, the divine physician. So on one hand, literally, we see a symbolic reminder of his role as healer and refuge of the universe, and the nature of creation is predictably chaotic, even though it arises out of the orderliness of Brahman, and Vishnu's kept pretty busy maintaining the situation in balance. Of course, almost all the stories in this tradition are, in one way or another, about the battles between the Devas and the Asuras, light and dark, enlightenment and ignorance. And one interesting feature of the Vedic tradition is that Vishnu, and indeed all the gods, tend to win through superior strength and cunning instead of moral superiority. So most of the stories tend to have a progression where someone performs severe tapas, long yogic practice, and gains some favor from the gods, which they readily grant even though it usually leads to trouble in the end. What the individual usually asks for is some form of power and longevity, which is fine, but then they tend to get out of control and oppress the gods and upset the balance of life. So now the gods have to get involved again to restore balance, usually by killing the demon, but the gods and demons involved are usually fairly well matched, and this turns out not to be quite so easy. So, for example, the demon Vritta had obtained a boon that he could not be killed in the day or the night, on land or on water, on a wet or a dry substance he probably figured that he had the situation covered. And indeed, Vishnu, realizing that he didn't have the direct power to defeat the demon Vrta, befriended him and feigned friendship for many years. And one day they were just strolling around the seashore chatting at dusk, neither day nor night, when Vishnu suddenly entered into the foam of the waves, which is neither entirely wet nor dry, and hurled it at Vrta with such force of rita was killed and yet the conditions of the original boon giving rita his strength were not violated so the gods resort to a sort of legalistic trickery all the time usually in the form of a very precise interpretation of the terms of the boon which they then twist to their own purposes and the vedic stories give no clue as to where this behavior first arose and of course it remains a mystery all the more profound because We all know the old joke that, well, there are no lawyers in heaven. And when things get serious, even the gods have to appear to the goddesses, who just simply come out and kill the demon outright with very little fuss or trickery. So take Durga as an example. She just comes on to the scene, takes care of business, and goes away. So Brahma tends not to get involved unless he's given these boons to demons. Shiva is off away from the world meditating on Mount Kailasa, So that leaves Vishnu to do most of the dirty work. In a previous podcast, we talked about how the sun's wife left him because he was too hot and bright, and she couldn't hug him to show her affection. So Tvashtar, her father, the architect of the universe, put the sun on a lathe and trimmed him down. One piece of the sun was given to Shiva in the form of his trident, and another was given by Shiva to Vishnu in the form of his Sudarshana Chakra. The story goes that Vishnu was doing a puja to Shiva, which required that he offer a 1,008 lotus flowers each day for 40 consecutive days. On the last day, Shiva came to see what Vishnu was up to, and he decided to play a trick on him, so he stole one of the lotus flowers just to see what would happen. Vishnu, as he was approaching the completion of the puja, suddenly realized that he was going to be one flower short. If the, if the puja was left incomplete due to the lacking flower, Vishnu would have to start the 40-day cycle all over again. Now, Vishnu is sometimes called Padmalochana. Padma is lotus in Sanskrit, and Lochana is eyes. So he is Padmalochana, the lotus-eyed one. So without hesitation, Vishnu plucked out his own eye and offered it, thus completing the puja. Needless to say, uh, Shiva was impressed with this act of devotion and gave Vishnu the Sudarshana chakra as a weapon. Sudarshana is a discus of light with a little hole in the middle, and Vishnu is usually depicted holding the chakra with his finger through the hole. From there, he can throw the chakra to take the head off a demon or do whatever else he wants it to do in his role as protector and enlightener of the world. So once there was a king by the name of Ambarisha, who was a great yogi. He was devoted to his people, and he observed all the proper rituals so that his kingdom was safe and successful and protected. And one time he was concluding a long spiritual practice that involved a lengthy fast, which had to be broken at the proper time, after which a great feast would be enjoyed by all. But as the time grew close, a rishi by the name of Durvasa arrived uninvited and asked to be fed and to join in the festivities. Well, hospitality to a Brahmin and such a great rishi as Durvasa was a given. So everybody waited while Durvasa went down to the Yamuna River to bathe and do his evening meditations. And he ended up taking a little bit longer, and the time for Ambarisha to break his fast was quickly slipping away. So the king decided that even though it was inappropriate for him to eat before the sage, it would be worse to ruin the ritual by not breaking the fast at the allotted time. So he had a small cup of water with a single tulsi leaf. Durvasa arrived shortly thereafter and, given his yogic powers, immediately understood what had happened. Now Durvasa it was widely known for his extremely bad temper, and this time was no exception and he was furious. In his extreme anger he pulled a single hair from his beard and created from it a huge demon which was of course fierce and the ground predictably shook with every step as he advanced toward Ambarisha. But Ambarisha, through his devotions had gained the protection of Vishnu's Sudarshana Chakra and did not move and instead the Sudarshana Chakra manifested there on the spot and burned up the demon that Durvasa had created. Well, this obviously, concerned Durvasa, and he started to run away with the Sudarsana chakra chasing after him. He tried to hide everywhere on earth, but was quickly found. Then he tried to hide in heaven, and he was found there too. Finally, he went to Brahma, the creator, and asked for his help. But Brahma saw Sudarsana coming and said, Mmm, sorry, maybe next time. Durvasa rushed to find Shiva, who said, Mmm, no, I don't think so and told Durvasa that his only hope was to find Vishnu, and that it was only Vishnu who could control the chakra. Vishnu, too, claimed helplessness, and explained that he couldn't really control the chakra either, because it automatically protected those who were devoted and led proper lives. Uh, Vishnu suggested that Durvasa hurry up and beg forgiveness from Ambarusha before Sudarshana caught up with him. Well, Durvasa did as he was advised, and in the story, Ambarisha immediately accepts, and they become fast friends and they eat a sumptuous meal together. So Vishnu plays a role in all these stories of uh, Vishnu and his weapon, Sudarshana Chakra, and the chakra takes a specific form in each of his incarnations. For example, Vishnu takes the form of Rama, and so Sudarshana takes the form of his bow, uh, Rama's primary weapon. And in his incarnation as half-man, half-lion, called Narasimha, Sudarshana Chakra takes the form of the claws on the lion, which he uses to rip open the belly of the demon Hiranyakashipu. It's interesting to note that Vishnu, being the protector, is the protector of all, and so he makes an attempt to avoid being directly involved in the destruction. As Krishna, he's the charioteer and merely advises Arjuna the warrior, as Rama, it is Hanuman who does most of the fighting for him. And as one priest explained to me, Vishnu is not really very good at destroying because he is the protector of all. So when he has to do it, he has a difficult time stopping. And in his incarnation as Narasimha, after defeating the demon Hiranyakashipu, he was in danger of destroying the whole universe. So all the gods ran and got Lakshmi to come sit on his lap to speak softly to him and calm him down. So you will usually see Narasimha and Lakshmi together, and she was always much, much smaller than he is sitting on his lap as a sweet contrast to the fierce lion form that Vishnu assumed. Sudarshana pujas and Yagas are actually quite a treat because they combine both a sense of immense power as well as light. Mythologically, the story of Sudarshana is one of powerful light coming to remove darkness and its consequences. And so, Sudarshana is good for those times when others are against you, as in lawsuits or troubles at work, and it's a good antidote for gloominess and depression. And it's particularly good for those times when your spiritual practices could use a little boost. So, we're going to listen first to Sudarshana Gayatri being chanted. It is Namas Chakraya Vidmahe, Jwalaya Chakraya Dhimihi, Tanna Chakra Prachodayat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a wonderful Ashtakam, eight verses, for Sudarshana, written by Vedanta Desika, a South Indian uh, saint, and it has the charming refrain at the end of each verse, Jaya Jaya Sri Sudarshana, Jaya Jaya Sri Sudarshana. Jaya is victory, victory to Sudarshana, victory to Sudarshana. What I particularly like about Sudarshana Ashtikam is this wonderful balance between the rhyme and rhythm. So let's listen to Sudarshana Ashtikam, chanted by Narasimha Bhattar, a genuine expert in Sudarshana mantras. And I'll follow that with Sudarshana Kavacham, the mantra that gives Sudarshana's protection to those who hear it. So that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
1: Om Shimon Vingadana Darya Kavithar Kikekesari Vedam Dacharya Varyomi Sannidattam Sabhadhrudhip Pradipadasreni Bhishanah Varagunasthoma Bhushanah Jalibaya Stana Tahrana Jagadavastara karana, nikila kushkarma darsana, nikya masad dharma darsana, jayajayasthi sudarsana, jayajayasthi sudarsana, subhujayaka trupa mantana, suragana trasa kantana, sadhama vrmhevandita, Sadhavada Brahma Nandita Pradhida Vidyasa Bhakshita Bhagavad Gita Bhunya Lakshita jaya Jayajayasthi Sudha Ruzana Jayajayasthi Sudha Ruzana Spudadadi Jhvara Pinchara Pratna Vigraha Parimita prajna brugraha, praharana krama mandita, parijana trana bandita. Jaya jaya shri subharvanam, jaya jaya shri subharvanam, nijavadaprita sajjana, nirubadisthita nijarav yuhavaibhava hariha yatrehi darna Harapura rosha karana jay jay sri sudarshana jay sri dhanuja vistana kartana janida misra vikartana dhanuja vidyani kartana badada vidya nivartanam amara trutta swikrama samara jutta swikrama jay jayeshi subhasara jay jayeshi subhasana pratimukalide pandura prathumahadeva dam krudha vigadamaya padhkirtaha Vibhita Mala Parishkudha, Sthira Mahayendra Tandrita, Trudabhaya Tandraya Tandrita, Jaya Jayashti Sudarsana, Jaya Jayashti Sudarsana, Sambhatsa Dakshara, Vihita Sambhatsa Dakshara, Kshadara Chakra Pradishkite, Sagada sattva pradhiftita vipita sangalpa kalpa ka viputa sangalpa kalpa ka jayajayasthi sudalusana jayajayasthi sudalusana bhubodhanetra strahi maya sabanate jasrahi maya niravadisvadu chin Nigila Sakte, Degan Maya Amida Biswakriya Maya Samida Biswak Baya Maya Jayaja Esti to the Ruzana Jayaja Esti to the Ruzana Visitam Prabhu Bazaram Banadan Mano Nadi Durya Guptaha
2: Shri Vrugusam Hitokta Shri Sudarsana Kavacam Prasidha Bhagavan Brahma Sarva Mantra Jnana Radha to kavacham Kavacam Pavitram Vruhita Tvataha Narada Uvaja Shri Nushvehad Vrja Shrestha Pavitram Paramat Bhutam Saudarshanam to Kavacham Drishta Drishtar Tasadhakam Kavachasya Shereshirvlamha Chandra Nurthuptathas Brutam Sudarshanam Ahavit Nur Devata Shakti Krom Kilakamishyate Shira Sudarshanapa Tulala Dham Ranam Patu Mahadeitya Ripuravyadrishaumama Sahasra Rashtu Timpa to Kapolam Devaballavaha Vishwat Mapatu Mevatram Jikvam Vidyamajo Harihi Patu Mahajwalas Kanthao Divya Yudeshwaraha Me Patu Vijaji Karo Shakon asam sti tafpa tu hirayam tha Madhyam pa tu mahagiriya strine trona vimandalam Sarva yutama jafpa katim shodim mahat yutihi Soma surya gdinayanaha uru pa tu chama mako Gukhyam pa tu maha Janghe patuma majasram agir buddhya suku jitaha, bulpo patu vishuddhatva padho parapuran jayaha, sakala yudha sampoor nikilangam sudarshanaha, jayidam kapajam divyam paramanandadayinam, soudarshanamidam yobe sada suddhapaten lahaha, tasya tasidhir bipula karastha bhavadit Kushmanda chanda bhūtādhyā, yecha rūṣṭā grahās vṛtāhā, palāyante niṣambhītāhā, varmanosya prabhāvatahā. Kushtā pasmāra gulmādhyā, vyādhaya karmahe tukāhā, mantritāṁ, bupānāt sapta dināvadhi, anena mantritāṁ, vṛtsnāṁ, tula-sīmūla samsthitāṁ. The La De Mohaje Trijagan Naraha, Sarvan